at the time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. In this episode of the Biohacking Secret Show. If you wake up in the morning and you're genuinely stoked to get up and like get after your day, like you're like, yes, like that's probably a really healthy organism. This podcast is brought to you by Organifi and the Biohacker Bundle. So as entrepreneurs, biohackers, and busy professionals, we understand the importance of eating healthy, but there never seems to be enough time and it can get really expensive. Well, one of my best biohacking secrets for spending as much time as possible in a state of peak physical and mental performance and getting my body and mind what they need is the biohacker bundle. And here's how I use it. Every morning we wake up and we're depleted and dehydrated. That's why you want to start your day with a big glass of clean water. And I add one or two scoops of Organifi green juice. It's got this super herb ashwagandha in it that's been shown in scientific studies to increase your resistance to stress so that rather than waiting till later in the day when that stress arises, by starting your day with this Organifi green juice, you increase your resistance to stress and increase the probability that you're going to be more cool, calm, and collected throughout the day. Then after your workout, comes Organifi Complete Protein. It's USDA organic, gluten-free, non-GMO, soy-free, dairy-free, and vegan. And it provides your body with the amino acids and protein it needs to rebuild after a workout. And most importantly, maintain healthy body composition. Then at some point in the afternoon, you're going to need a break. That's where you come in with Organifi Red Juice. It's got cordyceps that keeps your body and brain oxygenated so that you avoid that afternoon energy dip that can slow you down and keep you from hitting your goals. And last but not least, Organifi Gold. I use this every night as I'm winding down for bed. It's got turmeric in there, which is one of the world's most powerful anti-inflammatories. But my favorite ingredient is the lemon balm because it helps your body relax and slip into that deep restful night's sleep where you're sleeping like a baby and you're waking up charged up, excited, and ready to take on the day. And if you want to put the biohacking bundle to work for you, go to www.organifi.com forward slash biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S, and enter discount code biohacks to save 20%. It's the best biohacking secret I've found for maintaining physical and mental performance throughout the day, and I've tested thousands. To get yours, go to www.organifi.com forward slash biohacks and enter discount code biohacks to save 20% now. Hey everyone, I know you'll enjoy the interview. If you'd like to learn more of my top biohacking secrets, get a free copy of my best-selling book called The Biohacker's Guide to Upgraded Energy and Focus for free at biohackersguide.com. It's over 500 pages of my top biohacks and I'll send it to you for free if you cover a small shipping cost. Get your free copy at biohackersguide.com. Hey guys, Anthony here, and I just wanted to give you a big biohack thank you for listening. I'm so humbled and grateful that you're spending some of your day with me and the Biohacking Secrets Show. And if you get any value from this episode, or you've gotten value from previous episodes, it would mean the world if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes and share this episode with your friends, family members, and coworkers on social media. That way we can continue to spread this information and positively impact as many lives as possible. And it's also how our podcast gets discovered by more people. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. 
Aaron Alexander, tell us about this book you're working on. Good, sir. Uh, so first, thanks so much for having me on, man. Appreciate, appreciate the, the time. I appreciate um, you making time, brother. Yeah. So essentially beginning stages of it gets into the reality that our world forms our bodies into various different positions. Uh, you know, so when you are looking into your cell phone, staring into your, your screen and your, your computer, your desk, your sofa, your car, the airplane, the bus, all of them, there's a pretty consistent pattern that they form our bodies into. And it's kind of this like hunchy forward head, rolled forward shoulder. It's a, it's a position of, of depression. It's a position that you would go into when you feel sad when your puppy got, you know, fell off of a mountain or something, you go into this hunched over defeated position. So within that, uh, depression is becoming the number one leading cause, or it's already become the number one leading cause of disability worldwide. At the same time, um, as our posture is kind of folding over into that archetypal position. You know, so firstly, it's just like, holy crap, our physical body, our posture affects the way that we feel and our environment affects our posture. So if we can start to shift our environment around a little bit and bring some more awareness into how we move, maybe we can start to shift other levels as well. And then it gets into various different like how to's of doing that. And I noticed earlier that you're sitting down on the floor. Are you sitting on a pillow? Do you have like a, a yoga cushion underneath yeah. you? Yeah, I got this little little cushion. It's got like elephants on it and stuff. It's great. Um, you know, it's, it's it's super cheap stuff. And that's that's the great thing with, with being on the floor. You'll see just an example in relation to floors, like floor cultures. Uh, cultures throughout Northern Africa, Eastern Mediterranean, Southeast Asia. All those folks, they have significantly less incidences of uh, hip disease, you know, osteoarthritis. And not to mention, on top of that, they fall risk for elderly, which is why elderly in you know, Western cultures, generally speaking, need to go to assisted living. That's just off the table. You know, so, but just by them being on the floor on a regular basis, they're ameliorating any type of hip issues. They're pumping all this precious vital fluid throughout our whole entire body because your hips kind of act almost like a, it's like a, like a, um, like a pump of sorts. You know, when you're thinking you pump water, if you've ever done that, you ever done that before pump water, you got the little handle. It's out in the field in the middle of Amish country. You ever done that yeah. before? Yeah, of course. Good. Yeah. Well, that's your ankle and that's your hip. Right. So when you go through that full range of motion, pumping that fluid, you're moving all that lymphatic, lymphatic fluid and blood and everything throughout your system. Throughout our Western culture, we have a tendency of kind of only like doing like a little quarter pump. Right. So then all of a sudden we have a lot of issue like glandular issues and just various different like the, the body becomes more uh, backed up or toxic. You know, so something as simple as just getting down all the way to the floor and then all the way back up. It really is, you know, medicine. It's like, it's a hack of sorts. If you could say that, AKA just what we've been doing throughout our whole entire evolution, you know, and then all of a sudden we just stopped <laughs> like, you know, a hundred years ago or something. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit ridiculous actually when you really think about it. Have you counted how many times you end up getting up and down when you're sitting on the floor, like in a given day? Hmm. No, I've never done that before. Well, that's a good idea though. Um, but if you think about it, like every time, like I'm, I'm antsy and it's, it's, it's helpful as people can use like the Pomodoro technique, the thing where you like have like a bell thing that goes up for 20 minutes. Right. right. So you can be more effective with your work and give your brain breaks. You know, it's, it's been shown that 
you want to give your, you want to actually get up every 15, 20 or so minutes and give yourself a little walk, a little bit of movement to help consolidate whatever memories or information you've been processing when you're hard at work, you know, looking at Instagram and cat videos or whatever. Uh, but it's really important for your, your body to start to tie that new information in through movement. You know, so I'm like, I'm a getter upper. Like I get up, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to make some tea. I'm, it's probably just resistance of, of doing like the work that I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing. Um, but you know, in any given hour, I would guess it's gotta be at least five, five to six times I'll get up. And then it's also with that, you can kind of change positions as well. You know, so you can go into like a traditional, just like crisscross applesauce type position or Sukhasana easy pose. Then you can put both your legs into like a 90, 90 position, which we can include videos for all this stuff as well. You know, both legs are facing out at 90 degrees, kind of facing left, then rotate to the, to the right. Now you're getting full medial rotation of one femur, lateral or external rotation of the other femur, switch it up. So it's just like, that's what we need. We, we need to move our bodies regularly. Uh, we need to pump the fluids, any stagnant, position that you, you know, if you hold yourself in some any standing desk whatever for too long it becomes toxic you know, so floor to me is is uh, the highest leverage win for for your body and as far as like workstations go nice and when you're describing this 90 90 position is that sort of like a, a, a seat like an s seated position yeah yeah it could be an s or like a swat stick up half, a half swat stick up <laughs> put your arms down <laughs> depending uh, on your preferred <laughs> reference all right yeah, yeah. Nice. swat stick is a swat stick is a symbol of peace originally yeah That's i mean like, more more people good. can probably identify and recognize that one actually um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you have your own structural issues what got you so fascinated with human physiology and how our rest positions impact the way that we carry ourselves and the way that, that, that impacts our mindset. I've been destroying my body in the name of fitness since I was like 14. I got really obsessed with bodybuilding. I was super insecure. So I started packing out as much muscle as I possibly could. And I was, I was really focused on like the beach muscles. Um, you know, so I wanted abs and pecs and biceps and bigger shoulders, mainly just the front of the shoulders. Didn't really care too much about the posterior side. Um, you know, and so everything in the back, I was just, it was kind of like maintenance. Like you kind of threw those sets in cause you had to. And, uh, I just destroyed myself. My joints started dislocating. I started just getting much worse at, at sport in general. You know, it was just not a, a good mover anymore. And so then figuring out how to put the pieces back together. You know, but now what I see in a lot of traditional gym environments is, is kind of that same thing that I was getting wrapped in when I was, you know, a teenager It's just kind of, you're, you're going to the gym, not to make your body feel well or feel balanced or, or because of like genuine joy of, of movement. Uh, cause that's a, that's a really beautiful place to be in where you genuinely enjoy the experience. Um, it's more like you're there because you want to get superficial muscles, and that, like anything, it's like, it, it leads to a dead end. And so I went pretty hard into that dead end. And then um, from there, started pursuing like rolfing and structural integration and various different forms of manual therapy slash dance and martial arts and just really becoming more enamored by uh, balancing the body. And I'm still in the process. Like it's, you know, it's, there's no such thing as balance, just balancing. You know, so we all have days where we're more or less balanced, you could say, or moments. Um, but as you go deeper into it, you kind of, you, you, 
open up new layers that you didn't have access to before, you know, and then you keep on doing that until eventually, you know, I think you just die unfinished, but hopefully further along than you were when you were a teenager. <laughs> so you kind of got into it with, with Rolfing. It sounds like that was one of the, the first things that you did. Um, no, no. First things was, was getting into, Ooh, well, I studied psychology in, in, in uh, at university of Hawaii. So got really enamored with that stuff and then went to massage school. And, um, so it was kind of like mine and I was doing personal training at the time as well. So I was doing like beach boot camps with people and go, it, was, it was, it was a fun, fun part of my life. Now that I think about it. Um, but yeah, just, it was like massage therapy and massage therapy would be the original way I went to massage school when I was like 20 years old. And do you like when you're, when you're doing massage therapy or physical manipulation for the purposes mm-hmm. of realigning the body, where are the areas that you find most people need work done? Mm. Well, the really obvious ones are like front of the chest, you know? So the, something that people can be thinking about is, um, if you have pain in your back or your neck or your, you know, your low back, uh, more often than not, you don't need heavy elbows, just press right into the pain. It will help with the pain on a temporary level. All right. So it's, it's like a temporary analgesic of sorts. And sometimes it could nip it. Sometimes that is what you need, but you know, mentioned Rolfing, Ida Rolf, uh, who's the founder of it, which is a terrible name. Rolfing is she called it structural integration. Um, she said, where you think it is, it ain't. So a lot of really like more, you know, apparently smart sounding things like that. But that's a, a really important, important little, little phrase is because we usually, we just attack the thing that's crying. But you think of like a thief that's robbing a store, like they're not usually going to be the one that's, that's crying. It's usually the victim that cries, you know? So in the body, it's a really similar, similar system that way, you know? So if you're having back pain, neck pain, low back pain, more often than not, it's a product of being in these consistent hunched over positions that our environmental mold that we live in forms us to. And so you need to open up the front, generally speaking, you know, so getting into like pec minor and pec major and the front of the delts, just kind of opening up that chest, that tissue around the chest um, is really helpful. And then this is going to get too complicated to go all the way through. But um, the body, I would recommend getting like a practitioner, you know, find maybe a rolfer or someone that does like osteopathy or any form of structural integration is, is I think is really helpful. Um, but then the body will go in diagonals, right? So in order to balance yourself, you're not going to just be all tight in the front of the body. So as the pecs get tight and short and the front of the shoulders get tight and short, now all of a sudden that's going to make the back of the neck tight and short as well to compensate. You know, so generally speaking, it's kind of like a zigzag pattern, but, um, you could just go, for example, you go back of the neck, throw a towel or a ball back underneath there and kind of just breathe and lay down, put your knees up and allow that ball to sink into that space behind your neck, your suboccipital ridge area, and just allow that length to happen in the cervical spine through your breath. Breath is the most important tool. Um, and then from there, you can start working, opening through the chest a little bit in the front of the shoulders, right? And then from there, you can come down and start opening up the low back a little bit, you know, and just go boom, boom, boom. You know, adductors would be the next place to go, but it gets too complex to talk about and like without actually pointing at muscles, you know? Right. I gotcha. So do you have a routine that you've created a way to start your day that may involve some like releasing some of these tight points or at least what your, your tight, tighter points are? 
Yeah. So for one thing, paying attention to your breath right away. So the breath is the governor of the nervous system, you know, so a little tip or hack that people can play with is emphasizing their breath out. You know, so as you're breathing out, you're starting to access a bit more through that parasympathetic type, like rest, digest, repair type place. Uh, Breathing in is a little bit more sympathetic, which is great. You want to have a balance between the two. You know, so there's no, if you, if all you do is rest and all, or all you do is fitness, then you're, you're, you're going to break, you know? So it's a similar thing where we get so obsessed with like everything parasympathetic person. It's like, well, you need both. You need to have a good relationship with both. Um, but generally speaking, that's something that you can play with is emphasizing that breath out. Um, and then just taking a walk, man, taking your, your shoes off is a really big thing, not just for like grounding and stuff like that, but, um, feeling the contour of the ground, you know, intentionally walk on varied surfaces, get some rocks to stand on at your desk, you know, find to get off the sidewalk, go into the grass, um, take your shirt off, take your pants off, you know, like, like expose your body to as much sun as you possibly can. If you can expose your testicles, have at it. It's supposed to increase your testosterone levels, you know? So that's something to me is first thing, pay attention to breath. Um, then I'll take a little walk and I'll, I'll be wearing like my, my, my shorts or underwear at this point. And I'll be exposing my eyes to the sun intentionally. You know, so that's another thing. It's tied into production of various different neurotransmitters, setting your circadian rhythm. You know, everything's free. <laughs> like all the medicines, like Hippocrates, all the guys like throughout the history, it's like, it's the, the doctors are all right here with us. You know, it's just, we end up concealing ourselves from all that stuff. And then we have to pay to, to remedy what we've done by just blocking ourselves off from our own ability to heal. That sounds like some new age shit, as I say it, but I think it's the real thing. It's legit. It's legit. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We've, we've cut ourselves off from so many different things. And, and part of the biohacking movement, I believe, is compensatory. It's because of that, that we're now looking at all these supplements and hacks and things. And yeah, some people, their lifestyle doesn't allow them to get the amount of sunlight that they need. I get it. Maybe they need to be in the office 12 or 14 hours a day. That's a different challenge to solve. But what you, what you described is truth in that anything that we need is available to us for free. Yeah. I mean, look at any like cat or dog or any animal like that. They they rest well, <laughs> you know, like they're, 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 they're really artisans of rest. And, the, and as they're doing that, those positions of repose, you're, you're, you know, you're reposing your body. You, you, you're intentionally, you could be laying down on your side and opening up through, you know, your, your viscera and your heart and your lungs and, you know, lengthening that tissue as you're breathing and feeling the connection down into the floor. Like that's a massage therapy session. Like you're legitimately doing massage therapy just by laying on the floor, you know, but instead you lay on something that's way too cushiony, right? So now it just holds all of your dysfunctional patterns. And then, you know, you get up from that and then you have to pay a therapist. (laughs) It's like, oh man, you know, you had the therapist on board all the time. You know, it's just, we need to be a little bit more comfortable with discomfort. And so that's the thing is if you can, if you can start to change your mindset to start to go into some of that discomfort, go into cold temperatures, go into hot temperatures, lay on a hard floor, um, you know, breathe, <laughs> you know, like heavily multiple times a day, at least once a day, like get your breath rate up, you know, feel like really experience that sensation of like, Oh, like, 
you know, I, I, I ran hard for X amount of time, you know, and it's like, I just putting yourself in that, it's not very comfortable, but the long-term effect is, is huge, you know? And so having those, those, uh, that aggregate of those small, simple, free hacks and quotations, um, that's, that's it. You know, as long as you're, if you disregard your sleep, if you disregard exposure to sunlight, if you don't think about the reality of EMF and all the radiation stuff being blasted into your testicles, or your ovaries, or you put your cell phone under your hip. Like if you don't look at those fundamental parts first, um, it's just spinning your wheels as far as I can see it. You know, we need to look at that stuff first. And from a movement perspective, it's like our, our bodies are, are really smart. Like they're self-healing mechanisms. That's the only way that we've evolved as long as we have. Um, but now we're outsourcing that self-healing because, you know, it's, we can make money. <laughs> any, any opportunity that you have to outsource something that you naturally could do that would have been healing for you to do, but that part's quiet, um, that's a moneymaker. You know, so you just got to, you know, really enjoy, enjoy some of the more hard stuff I think is really helpful. Yeah. Even just yesterday, I was like, I was going to get my Jeep cleaned and I threw in, you know, I was like, where's the closest car wash? And as I roll up, it's one of those like do it yourself car wash joints. And I'm like, yeah. Oh fuck. You know, it's right. like not, not what I was expecting. And then I paused for a second. I'm like, what the, what the fuck were you going to do? while they wash your car. I was going to sit on my ass for like 30 yeah. minutes while they clean my car. And I'm like, put some fucking quarters in the thing and vacuum your vacuum, your own car. And I start doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is great. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like I'm exercising right now. I feel the benefits in my body. Yeah. I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing way too much. I'm, I'm doing way too much outsourcing basically. Yeah. And that, in that instance, if you have the basic fundamental mechanics of what decent movement looks like, which none of us really got in elementary school, which we absolutely need to, um, you can be conscientious if you can turn washing your car into a proper yoga session, you know, as you're hinging your hips, you're keeping your spine nice and long or a proper weightlifting session or whatever your, whatever your, your, your preferences, uh, you know, and then as you're, you're pressing into the car with this, with the sponge, wherever you got, you're pressing from your feet. Right. So now you're getting into like some wax on, wax off karate kid stuff, you know, where you're really feeling that connection to your whole body in this new, highly adaptable environment. Or you, you need to adapt to that new environment because you don't have a car washing exercise at most 24 hour fitnesses. You know, so that's what your body really needs is it needs variety. You know, so if you can find that variety, then it always feels like it's learning. It feels like it needs to show up for you. You know, similar thing happens with, uh, what was it? Memory. Let's see. Oh no, it was it, it, raising, <laughs> raising BDNF. So brain derived neurotrophic factor. When there's novel experiences, your, your brain goes, Whoa, what was that? And then it ends up actually being shown to, to increase this like miracle growth for your brain. Mm -hmm. you know, so it's, the body just wants novelty, you know? So if you can look at that, change your perspective a little bit, look at that car wash as being like a dope exercise session. Um, that's life changing, you know? And then how can you take that same metaphor and take that into, Oh, I need to go to the post office. Cool. I'll ride my bike. I'll get some rollerblades. I'll skateboard there. You know, I'll jog there. I'll walk there. You know, then now we're really, we're really talking from my yeah. perspective. Yeah, the same, the same thing happens with acetylcholine when we're in dangerous situations, especially dangerous situations like where there's kinesthetic movement, but consequences involved. So say like fighting or riding a motorcycle, those sorts of things, we get this flood of 
of neurotransmitters and chemicals that help new neural connections form. It's pretty cool. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The body just wants to feel it's like people tend to die once they lose purpose. You know, my wife died. I lost my job. You know, whatever. If you're like an older person, you know, but you're an older person. So you feel like, man, I'm already at the end of my line. Like, I don't think I have enough energy to have another go here. You know, that stuff happens to you when you're like 40, you're like, okay, cool. I still got some years, you know, so you're not going to stop. But I think a lot of it is your body just wants to, we need to feel like we have something to show up for and your body at a, a deeper cellular level responds in a similar way that your psychology does in, in day-to-day life. If you're at a deeper physiological level, if you're like, okay, this guy's got it. <laughs> like he's outsourced everything. You know, he takes his nootropic supplements and his neurotransmitter supplements. And he, you know, he's got, he's, he's, he's sitting on the couch all day. He's being supported. He doesn't actually need to be moved. I don't really need to do anything. You know, then the body starts, I think it's potentially correlated to starting to attack itself, perhaps, you know, like autoimmune disease, but that's like way out of my pay grade to even start having that conversation. But from people that I've talked to, they've, they've, they've said similar things where it's like, the body will get confused. If you don't give it ongoing tasks, it starts to get confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just gradually strip away more and more hermetic stressors until there's a, a, an insufficient amount of stress in our life and our body no longer needs to adapt. And we all start turning into Jabba the Hut like characters. Yeah. Which is a great idea at first. And it's really interesting because it is, it makes a lot of like, that's what you're shooting for. You know, when you are like a hunter gatherer, you're out in the teepee or whatever, and it's, you're freezing your nuts off and you got a, you know, a deer skin over your face blocking the snow. You're like, okay, how do we get to like a KFC point in our port in our reality, you know, and just have like a, a warm place to, to live in. But now we've just done, we've done like, it's like kudos to us, like, like pat ourselves on the back. We've done a great job as, 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 you know, humanity. Um, but now we, we need to consciously wind it back a little bit, but we can work with both sides. You know, like we're talking via the, the internet right now. Like that's, that's great. Flying on planes. That's super great. You know, like there's a lot of really great benefits of this. I'm not saying that we should go become like American Indians again. Um, but we need to have a balance between both of those. You know, it's, we can't just, just leave all that. Yeah, I think it's respecting the power that technology has, especially when we do get into EMFs that you mentioned earlier, in that if we we utilize technology the right way, it can dramatically improve our quality of life and the things that we're able to do. It's just when we do that in an unchecked fashion or we're unaware that it's also having an impact on our biology and, and physiology that we, we start getting ourselves in trouble. Yeah. And then also being conscientious of how you use the technology from a, from a movement perspective is, is valuable. You know, so you getting sucked into yourself. I was, I was talking to Jack, Jack Cruz. Are you familiar with Jack Cruz? Mm-hmm. Dr. Jack Cruz. Yeah. yeah he's, talking, he's talking about how the blue light from staring at the cell phone causes us to have this, like this, this uh, dopamine spike. And essentially it's like, it goes through similar, like, like you would if you were smoking crack or some type of drug, like you literally get addicted to that stuff. Um, and then meanwhile, at the same time, another part of being addicted to something is maybe feeling a bit insecure or down, or there's some void that you're filling or you feel, you know, less than, you know, then it's like, okay, retreat back into the, into the, the Cheetos. You know, but so as we're doing that, you're getting hit with the cell phone stuff, 
the, the, the blue light stuff. Um, you're getting hit with the, the EMF and all that stuff, which also starts to bring you down a bit. And then on top of that, you're hunching over. You know, so as you're hunching over, staring into the phone, that sends a signal throughout your hormonal system, throughout your whole body that, okay, we're losing, we're defeated. Right. And so there's, there's studies done in, in Harvard. There's like the really famous Amy Cuddy Ted talk. Where they talk about being hunched over in that position for just a couple minutes. They did saliva samples and measured testosterone versus cortisol levels. So being hunched over in that position for just a couple minutes actually has impact on your levels of testosterone, like dramatically like decrease testosterone, increase stress hormones. So cortisol is the only one they measured in that, I believe. Um, you know, and then the inverse happens when you stand in an upright position. You know, so something that people can do as they're working on their phone, one thing, get your phone out of your hand as you're working on it, you know, put it on the table and just treat it like a computer, like tap it with your fingers. You know, that might be a little bit too much for some people. Um, another thing would be as you're looking at it, instead of hunching forward into that same position of forward head posture, roll forward shoulders, hinge your hips, keep your spine nice and long and hinge your hips over the phone. And again, this is something that like a video might be helpful. Um, but again, that's, that goes into, you're essentially starting like, like a, a yoga pose, you know? So if you need to look down at the ground, you can work, you can kind of straddle your legs and like a little more of like a lunge type position and hinge over. And it's, as I'm describing, I, I bet some people might think it looks a little weird, but it really doesn't look weird. It looks like a stronger position. You know, so there's little things like that you can start to play with. Like you don't need to just burn your cell phone because you're going to get cancer. Just be more responsible with it. If you're enjoying this episode of Biohacking Secrets, you're going to love Wellness Force Radio Podcast. This is Josh Trent, and I've spent the past 16 years as a trainer, researcher, and facilitator discovering the physical and emotional intelligence so humans can thrive in our modern world. I've been spotlighted in major wellness media outlets such as Onnit, SealFit, Spartan, and PaleoFX. And every week with guests like Aubrey Marcus, Paul Check, Dave Asprey, Gretchen Rubin, Dr. Kelly Brogan, and many more world-class leaders, we explore this space between the knowing and the doing so we can live our life well. This is a global collective. Wellness Force is dedicated to mastering physical and emotional intelligence. And from over 300 episodes, I've created a free gift for you that'll change your life in 21 minutes a day. It's called the Morning 21. This M21 wellness guide has six science-based morning practices scientifically proven to give you more energy to let go of old weight. Click over to wellnessforce.com forward slash M21, get your free guide and subscribe to the Wellness Force radio podcast so you can discover the best of the best in emotional and physical intelligence that'll support you to live your life well. I've got a selfie stick. I've never taken a selfie with it, but I use it for phone calls and like, Oh, good. Yeah. And, and, and just using some, uh, air tube headphones along with it and it works great. Yeah, I do. I just hold my wire. So I, when I'm talking on the phone, one, again, I do all the same stuff. I'll take my shirt off. I'll take my shoes off. I'll, I'll take a walk in the sun. Um, you know, so I'm stacking that variable and then I'll just hold onto the wire as I wear headphones. I don't have the air tube ones. I need to get those guys, but I just, I have like a necessary goofy looking beat headphones that whatever it's, I, I need the headphones. Um, you know, but so I'll just hold the wire and then dangle the phone in front of me like a crazy person, but I feel a lot better. Yeah. It makes a big difference, <laughs> especially, especially as these things keep getting stronger and stronger.
What's up guys, Anthony DiClemente here and this message is brought to you by Buy Optimizers. So a few years ago, I was in a frustrating situation after just about every meal, I would experience gas, bloating, stomach distension, constipation, even diarrhea. And this three month gut reset protocol completely changed the game. I'd tried a ton of things, nothing had really worked that well until I did this. So what I did was I combined masszymes Bioptimizer's enzyme formulation that helps to break down protein and increase your own immune system's effectiveness with their probiotic at a specific dosage of 10 capsules of masszymes with five capsules of the P3OM probiotic taken in the morning on an empty stomach and then at night on an empty stomach. And right away, I started seeing some positive improvements. Then I added another six capsules of the masszymes and three capsules of the P3OM probiotic before each meal. And a few months of that, specifically three months, nine bottles worth, my gut was almost completely fixed. Throwing a little bit of gasoline on the fire, I made sure to fast for 14 to 16 hours between dinner and my first meal the next day to increase autophagy, upregulate the immune system, and help clear out some of the other viruses, bacteria, even parasites that can inhabit our, our gut. And that made a massive difference for me. And if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it will probably make a massive difference for you. So if you guys want to check out that gut reset protocol, it requires nine bottles of the masszymes, nine bottles of the P3OM, and you can get it at buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. We've got all the discount codes already applied and put together a nice, a, a nice way for you guys to save on the package when you go there. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M. I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. And you'll see the three-month gut reset protocol that includes nine bottles of masszymes and nine bottles of P3OM. Take it as recommended and you will see a huge improvement in your gut health. Check it out. You mentioned breath work earlier. What, <laughs> yeah. like when you're, when you're doing breath work, how do you engage in it? Um, well, so I, I do a lot of like breath intensive stuff in general. So my breath work is like, I surf and I'll hold my breath. Um, not just when I'm being like held under or something like that, but, um, so that naturally happens, which is great. Again, so put yourself in, in environments that, that, you know, are, are health inducing, um, you know, you're also being cold water at the same time, but in between sets, I'll hold my breath, you know, so I'll hold my breath for like a minute or so. Uh, and then I'll breathe for through my nose only uh, for 15 seconds, and then I'll hold my breath again for a minute or so, um, and then a set will come. You know, so all of a sudden it makes like this, where it would be like, oh my god, like you know, there's no way, it's just terrible. It's like, oh cool, I'm doing breath work. You know, so I'll, I'll work on that for a little bit as I'm surfing, um, and then I'll do cardiovascular related things. You know, I think like sexuality is a, is a great opportunity to be doing breath work. You know, breathing through your nose is a, is a really great, obvious, free, just sitting there on the table opportunity for, for breath work in general. You know, so people can be, if people are breathing through their mouths, um, one, it's tied to orthodontic issues. Uh, so as you're breathing, this is maybe not exactly what you're asking, but this is kind of interesting stuff. As you're breathing through your nose, you're, you'll notice naturally people can do this now. Your tongue will kind of be up with the roof of the mouth, right? So it's creating this, this outward pressure around your, your jawline, right? Your hard palate, right? It's, it's opening your mouth up. If you're always in this open mouth, you kind of get the double chin thing. You just, you don't look handsome. You don't look like an athlete, right? And that's tied to testosterone levels as well. Uh, 
you know, you're actually, it's like your face is collapsing in on itself and it will actually start to crowd your teeth. Right. So pretty interesting stuff that just something as simple as like, we think like breath work, you know, we'll just breathe through your nose to start. You know, you don't need to do anything like crazy Wim Hof. Like I passed out on the granite floor. Like just breathe through your nose. You know? waking, up, waking up in a pool of your own blood, wondering what the fuck. Yeah, you don't need you don't you don't need to go that far. Like it's fine to go that far, but it's a similar conversation where it's like you haven't looked at your sleep, you haven't looked at your positioning, your movement, you haven't looked at all these basic stuff, and now you're you know paying a trainer, paying you know just paying for all this unnecessary stuff. Like first, figure out the fundamentals. And so the baseline I would say for breath work, um, would be just start breathing through your nose, like ideally almost all the time. You know, another thing is breathing through your nose, you end up, your body ends up releasing, uh, more nitric oxide, which is helpful for circulation, vascularity and all that stuff. So people buy supplements. I used to buy like, like, uh, nitrous, whatever it was called supplements back when, when I was into bodybuilding stuff as a teenager, you know, cause I wanted to get the pump. Like just breathe through your nose, asshole. Like I was breathing through my mouth, I was breathing through my mouth the whole time with my, with my messed up teeth, taking these stupid nitro explode supplements. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a metaphor for what we're doing. Like that, that little incidence, like that's what we're doing at a grander level with so many different things. And it's nobody's fault. You know, we're being sold. Like our education comes from marketers. Our education comes from people selling shit. Right. And so that's what most of the studies are. A lot of the studies are backed by, you know, so it's really, really important to look, I think, look into history, man. Like that's before people were just marketing stuff to make money. Like what was the medicine, you know, and the medicine was the stuff that you talk about. And you know, I think we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. You just gave me flashbacks to like 2005. I was preparing for the one and only bodybuilding competition I did. And like Sylvester Stallone was involved in it. And I was loaded up on all the NO and the, you know, the NO explode yeah. and the LRG right. supplements and everything <laughs> like that. I'm just like, you know, vas- <laughs> vasculated to the gills if vasculated is even a word. But it was because I had all of these underlying flaws in my physiology and like I didn't even start paying attention to my breath even playing pretty competitive sports until well after I graduated college mm, yeah yeah I mean that's I think it's a really important thing to look at now I, I see it I, but I I can still see it through my old eyes when I go to gyms uh, so I, I train it at, at, at the Mecca the, the Venice go, uh, muscle uh, gold gym. It's nice. not muscle beach. It's not muscle beach. I go, I, so I train, do other stuff at old muscle beach, which is like where the dudes used to wear bikinis and pick up girls over their head and all that stuff. I was like, there's classic photos that you see. Yeah. Um, now it's like, it's like rings and parallettes and people picking each other up, which is cool. But so I go to gold. It's like the, you know, the, the Mecca of bodybuilding and, um, some of the people that I'll see there, I mean, I can clearly see their bodies struggling. You know, you look at their eyes, you look at the quality of their skin, you look at the, just the quality of their movement, they're tired, uh, they're just drinking way too much coffee to keep themselves going. And, but they're huge, you know, it's not everybody. It's not like every single person that does bodybuilding is messed up. That's not true at all. Um, but in general, I remember being a younger person and seeing some of those huge people and seeing them just so aspirationally. I was like, whoa, like, that's what I want. I just want to be, you know, just ripped to the gills, gigantic. And that was all I cared about. 
but with time, anybody that kind of does the journey, like I said, I'm just on the journey right now myself. I haven't completed anything. Uh, but you will get to a point where you care less about just that purely superficial aspect and care more about the, the deeper layers. You know, how well does that person feel? What kind of thoughts are floating around that person's head? You know, are they obsessed with the gym because they feel incredibly insecure and don't feel good enough? You know, and all of a sudden you get this little bit of validation and they feel like temporarily okay. Mm -hmm. You know, all that stuff is, is tied into your biology. You know, these like health hacks and everything. It's like your thoughts, that's a huge one. You know, your, your thoughts create your reality. They also create your body, I think. And again, that's kind of like get, going out of the deep end, but I think there's something to it. I think there is as well. And, and I, I believe there's a gravitation away from traditional bodybuilding, not only because people realize that it's not as functional, but also because they've probably gone through experiences that mirror yours in some way where they came to the epiphany that the very type of training I'm doing is actually causing my injuries or exacerbating imbalances. And yeah. that, that pain is something none of us want to live with. Well, bodybuilding exercises are great. Uh, they just need to be looked at with a, a really pretty like wise eye, you know? So if you have good awareness of how to organize your 600 odd muscles, um, which like good luck, like that's, that's, that's a lot of intelligence that goes into to that. So if you feel like you have a tremendous coach, um, you know, somebody you really trust that has a background with maybe gymnastics or dance or martial arts or something where they're really using their body. Um, and they're looking at bodybuilding more like isolation exercises to rehab your body, to bring other parts. Like say your posterior side of the shoulder girdle, uh, rhomboids, low trap, maybe glutes. Uh, there's a lot of different parts of the body. Maybe, maybe, uh, like abs, transverse abs, like some, there's specific things that you're thinking like, okay, we want to, we want to wake this up. Isolation is awesome, you know, because it simplifies that equation. It says, okay, just I just want to charge this muscle, right? Like I think that's great. I think there's a lot of value there. Uh, but generally speaking, when you're doing that charge of this muscle, they're not going to be the glamour muscles, you know. So if you're by yourself doing bodybuilding exercises, you know, pumping rage against the machine and you know, eating Slim Jims and Red Bull or whatever, like very likely you're you're pumping up muscles that are already hypertonic. And already sounds, imbalanced. That sounds a lot like my college. Raging <laughs> <laughs> the machines, red balls, and just crushing, crushing bench press with as much weight yeah, as I can throw on Crushing. Yeah. Yeah. You get the buys and the tries, the packs. <laughs> Sun's yeah. out, guns out. Nice. Um, yeah. What what have you eaten today? I'd, I'd like to dive into your routine and you know what you sleep on. You mentioned the bed and some of the negative impacts that having too soft of a bed can have. I'd like to talk about how you eat, how you move your body in the morning, what you sleep on, all that stuff. So what have you eaten today, if anything? I have had uh, water, tea. I had some shilajee. Is that how you say that word? Sheila G. Sheila G. Sheila G. Sheila G. For the people that are trying to find yeah, it on like Google. Sheila like G. Sheila G. That's the shit. Put some of that in my tea. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not a fan of breakfast. I think the, the body, I, I like the sensation of my body starting to, like I cleaned my house. You know, so, so with that, that's a, a similar metaphor of, of um, postponing eating. 
you know, as you put food in, that's a new project. That's like you invited people over to your house. You're like, oh, okay, cool. We're entertaining. I'm not cleaning the house right now. You know, but as people leave, you know, and the digestion, the poop comes out your butt and the people walk out the door, um, your body says, okay, cool. We can start to repair and clean this place. And so I won't usually eat any breakfast unless I'm feeling it. Sometimes I'm really hungry and I'm like, okay, cool. This morning food, you know, so I, I'm not, I'm not dogmatic with any one specific way of doing it. But so this morning I've just had tea, um, water. I don't know what else I've had. I had like a little morning pack of like some vitamins. I don't even know what was in it. It was from on it. Um, but yeah, so, so I didn't, I didn't do much. So morning time, I usually won't eat until like after I do some type of like exercise. So I'll go surf, I'll do yoga or just, you know, walk around and, you know, usually not until like noon that I'll eat. Nice. So noon is, is normally when you, when you start your feeding. Ish. Yeah. Ish, but I'm not, so I don't have like a window per se and I'd probably be a better person if I did, but I I'm like, I'm pretty fluid with stuff. You know, so I eat like whenever I get hungry. So if I don't get hungry until three o'clock, then I won't eat. If I get hungry at 11 o'clock, then I eat then. Uh, but it's, 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 I do attest that I feel better. Um, one thing that's huge is that the sooner, the, the longer time period that I have of eating before going to bed, the better I'll feel in the morning. Mm. Like that's like hands down 100%. There's all sorts of science, science backing that as well. Um, so I would try to limit that window as much as I can. But I'm weak, man. There's a lot of times where I just want to snack. Snacks are so delicious. They are. If, if I have any of that stuff in the house, man, it's snacks don't last long around here. Well, I get messed up, man. I'll snack on good stuff. You know, so I, I'll eat, eat like raw buffalo butter and like sprouted almonds and dried fruit, but I'll just eat it until I like, I hate myself. <laughs> so, so you're crying over the toilet. self-induced yeah. vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. It's the same thing. So that gets into like the thought stuff. You can sort your thoughts out. Then all of a sudden I think you you stop eating excessive amounts of raw buffalo butter like me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think fasting is a really important part. I mean, you just asked about breakfast, but I think fasting is a really, that's another one of those things. So I, I, I think Hippocrates, one of those fellows, he said that, that overeating is like the cornerstone of all disease. I think it was maybe an Egyptian Egyptian doctors, but a lot of th folks have been saying that throughout the years, you know, and most of this, you know, like the, the Jesuses and the Gandhis and all the folks that are really like looking in inside inward, um, they're, they're fasting for extended periods of time as well. Like there's consistent patterns. Like sometimes people do some stupid shit and it's like, okay, they did that. They died. That wasn't cool. Sometimes there's the patterns that we see consistently over like all of recorded history, you know, and fasting is one of those. So I think go for it. Yeah, it, it, it's incredibly beneficial from a psychological standpoint, too, and just becoming more aware of why we eat. Because yeah. for most of us, myself included, it's rarely I'm hungry. I need food. Right, like, I'm bored. I want to experience something. I need to distract myself from my own thoughts, you know? Yeah, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. So if you can look, you can step back and start looking at that part, then it's like, Ooh, okay. Now we're really getting into some stuff mm -hmm. you know? and you can get into that part through nutrition. You know, you can get into that part through relationships and get into that part through fitness, all of them. They're just different wheels, you know, or different, sorry, different cogs in the wheel. 
Mm -hmm. So there's no, we'll get overly enamored by one cog because we saw that had impact on us. And then we start a religion around it. You know, we start, you know, like burning torches and sacrificing virgins and stuff and getting really enamored with one specific thing. Um, But the reality, it's just a whole bunch of different paths going up the mountain. Yeah. So I'm in support of whatever somebody's path is, but fasting is one of them for sure. Yeah. It's appealing to feel like there's a, a simple process that leads us to success, whether it's with our health or anything else. And, and the reality is there is no one path. It's like we each have our own and there's a lot of factors involved. Yeah. 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 So take it easier on yourself. Yeah, that's the big <laughs> thing too. Like if you're, if you made it to the point of like listening to this conversation, like you're probably already doing pretty, pretty well. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, you probably just like realize that you, by you being excessively hard on yourself, you know, always feeling like you need more and more and more like that's, that's inflammatory in and of itself. Like you stressing yourself out, that's brain inflammation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like there, yeah. there's the art when, if we go through that stress, that stress scenario, um, you know, figuring out how can we really just like balance living with ourselves? Like, do you enjoy living with yourself? I'm going off the deep end. I'm setting up. It should be known that in like 30 minutes, I'm going to a 10 day silent meditation, Vipassana thing. So my head's a little bit like probably, uh, I don't know. It's maybe a little bit more, more meta than it normally is. You're speaking my language, man. I, I was, I was contemplating this, this, this fact that like I was thinking about South Florida and the West coast and all these different spots and traveling and things like that. And I realized some of that was coming from a place of not, not necessarily anxiousness, but seeking rather than really focusing on being at home in myself, being like really loving the home that I live in right now and the city that I live in and mm. bouncing around wasn't, what I needed. I needed to practice loving my life, myself, my city. And I had gotten this pack of like tarot cards. I'm reading a book by Dr. Christine Northrup called making life easy. And in it, she's talking about these, these Oracle cards. And I'm like, all right, well, this feels a little bit more credible coming from someone with their doctorate. And I picked up the deck the other day and I was giving it my first run. So I'd just been contemplating what I mentioned to you and I shuffled the deck and I kind of followed the process and pick a card. And the first card I pick up is feels like home. Hmm. And I go to that section of the book and it's, it's talking about that, like loving yourself and being at peace with where you're at, knowing that the journey never will end. You just eventually die. And, yeah. um, and, and it's something that I'm for sure working on and have a long way to go. Yeah. No matter where you go, you're always there with yourself, you know, so figuring out that internal work, you could say, um, that's, that's the thing. And then I think sometimes traveling to a new place, again, it can be a good catalyst, you know? So yes, figure your stuff out, you know, sit home, stare at a blank white wall until you figure it out. Like that's one path. Um, and I think there is sometimes value in going to a new place. Like sometimes there's a reason that you get an urge to go someplace mm-hmm. you know, and you get lessons and you meet people from there that you never would have met if you were by yourself in your house, in your town that you grew up in staring at the white wall. You know, so I, I think that there, and then, then there can, that can turn into like a habit of escapism as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's just, it's again, it's, it's always, always, always. It's like, okay, well it's, it depends and it's a balance, I think. And where is this 
so this Vipassana retreat, you're going for 10 days, complete silence. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You a little scared? <laughs> no. Uh, I think it's probably going to be incredibly interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's it at? Uh, two and a half hours east of LA. So it's called 29 Palms. It's that like by Joshua Tree area. All right. Nice. And yeah, get on. what, like up to this point, mindset wise, what shift in mindsets had the biggest positive impact on your life or your success? Hmm. Serving others is really important. You know, so if you can figure out a way to make everything that you're doing be about serving other people, and this is all comes out of like, again, like old scripture stuff. So if you read the Bhagavad Gita or the, you know, the Dhammapada or the Upanishads or like any, they all say the same stuff pretty much. Um, you know, or the Bible, you know, or the Quran, like I think it's, again, it's multiple paths going up the same mountain, I think. Um, but figuring out how can you gear every moment that you're here towards service? And so one of the things I, I read in the, the Dhammapada was he is a big shoe. Big shoe means like, you know, a good, good dude, I think in like Indian, Indian talk <laughs> that, uh, trains his, his, his mouth and his hands and his feet to serve others. You know, so I think that's a really big thing is just figuring out what's my role here to serve other people. And then they, in those books that I mentioned, talk about renunciating your attachment to the outcome. You know, so if you can go kind of a layer back and just be like, I'm doing this because I enjoy it. And I'm doing this because it's genuinely serving others. That's like pretty dope. <laughs> like you're going to, you're going to get a lot more benefit out of that. And so it's just been, a, you know, now it's an ongoing practice of, of, of more of that. I feel. Yeah. And do you think what, like if, if the divine or source or God or whatever you call it, were able to speak, what do you think he, she, it would say is your purpose here? Hmm. Probably waking people up. I would say. Yeah. Waking people up of, of, uh, the, the, the medium or the angle that I go to it, I lead with movement. You know, and so waking your, your, your movement self up, realizing that it's okay to dance, <laughs> you know, it's okay to, it's okay to play, you know, it's okay to be goofy. It's okay to be strong. You know, that's a thing. You, you want to be like your tribe. If your tribe is a bunch of weak, depressed, addicted people, then it's in your favor. You feel to be a weak, depressed, addicted person, you know, because you don't want to, you don't want to make too much of a flare or else they'll probably kill you you know, or like out, outcast you or whatever, you know? And so it's all right to, it's all right to be any, any of those maybe feelings that you might, you might've like pushed down and express them through your physical body. And how did you find a tribe of people who lift you up? Hmm. Well, I think I, I, I went to LA for one thing was beneficial. Um, you know, so there's a lot of weird, wacky, interesting people out here that, um, you know, I made a conscious choice to like go towards the, the, the center of, of what I was looking for. Um, but I mean, you find them anywhere, you know, so if you find a good community of people for say you're into some form of dance or maybe acro yoga or maybe what, you know, whatever your thing is, like we have technology now, you know, Facebook groups are awesome. You know, it's just get on, like get on a meetup group or a Facebook group, whatever it is, and just put yourself in those places. People like trying to like date, like dating at a bar, like don't do that. You know, unless what you genuinely like, you're a connoisseur of like drinking and bars and alcohol, like do that. That's a perfect place. 
Um, but if you're just trying to get laid, like don't do it at a bar, you know, like go to a, a place that you would be anyway, you know, so you can save yourself the hassle of being around a bunch of people that like you don't actually really want to be around. You know, so just put yourself in those, figure out what the hell it is that makes you feel well, like makes you like light up and put yourself in that situation as much as humanly possible. You know, and then from there you start tying roots into those situations and into those people. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's it. What, what are a few of those things for you? You mentioned dancing, surfing, yoga. Yeah, those pretty much. Um, I also like people that are, that are making impact in the world. You know, some people that are really driven. Um, you know, so I'll hang around a lot of folks like that, which is, which is great. Um, but yeah, pretty much that man. Like right now I'm really excited about yoga. I'm excited about, I've been, surf's been like an ongoing thing. Um, yoga, man. I'm excited about yoga right now. I think it's, I think it's great. And it's like the, the depth of, of our practice like that is just so huge, you know? So I'm excited about going into like deeper levels of that right now. So I, I, I do a lot of that stuff. Are you planning on doing any of that during your Vipassana retreat? Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably going to do quite a bit. <laughs> nice. And, um, what's your definition of healthy? Mm, the one that I use sometimes is, would be adaptable. So if your body is strong enough and adaptable enough to adapt, not just to really hard situations, but also really soft situations, you know, it's like love and tenderness and like being with a baby, um, you know, all that stuff is really important as well. So that's like a really a highly adaptable organism can like go to war and also make love like really seamlessly. Um, you know, so that, and then just feeling like being, if you wake up in the morning and you're genuinely stoked to get up and like get after your day, like you're like, yes, like that's probably a really healthy organism. You know, there's a lot of factors that tie into that, but that, that was kind of like, uh, be kind of somewhat of a definition. <laughs> and then when you get up, what do you do for movement or your physiology within like the first hour of your day? I should do more. Um, I go for like a walk, really. I just do barefoot walk and take my, take my clothes off and get out in the sun. And uh, I'll like hang on. I have a tree out front of my place. I'll like hang on that and kind of climb up it a little bit, stretch my stuff out a little bit. Um, and then I, I will usually go to yoga class, but it's not necessarily like the first hour. Um, and then when I do sit, I, I sit on the, on the floor. My, so my legs are crossed. I'm starting to open up my hips. I'm starting to kind of open up the pelvic floor and stack the spine. You know, so I am intentional about my positions as I'm just chilling. If I'm just chilling, drinking some tea or coffee or whatever in the morning, like I'm, I'm fairly conscientious of, of my body as I do it. Nice. And uh, last question. What is the biggest mistake or failure that you've made that you wouldn't change? Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Oh, well, I guess all the stuff they're talking about, like destroying my body growing up. Um, yeah, it's great. It's totally awesome. Wouldn't take it back at all. I'm still working on remedying the, the, the bullshit that I did to myself growing up <clears throat> and probably the bullshit that I'm doing to myself right now. You know, I, I'm, I'm sure I don't know everything right now. I'm sure I'm making heaps of mistakes right now. And so somebody will be, I'll be talking to somebody in 10 years. We're like, what were you thinking back 10 years ago? I was like, Oh my God, it was terrible. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, you can say that busting my body up doing bodybuilding stuff. I think that that was totally awesome. Beautiful. And 
Aaron, for people that want to stay up to date with projects you're working on, your book coming out, what's the best place for them to do that? Uh, well, the hub is the website, aligntherapy.com. On there, if people are interested in like movement-related things, they can start the five-day movement challenge where you get into fundamentals of everything you need that we didn't really get the education for growing up. So that's just right on the front page. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram, that Align Podcast. Uh, and then obviously, I host a podcast, so the Align Podcast. So that's, those are the main, the main hubs. Nice, man. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to hang out today, man. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Hey, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. Thanks so much. Hey, guys, Anthony here and wanted to share a really cool opportunity for you to participate in a case study that could get you a free $10,000 Trucy Molecular Hydrogen Water Machine. So here's how it works. If you apply for this case study and you're accepted, they will reimburse 100% of your monthly payment for this Trucy Molecular Hydrogen Water Machine and inhalation unit. And I get asked all the time, what's my favorite biohack? And right now it is this machine, hands down. It does three things that are incredible and unmatched. One, it fixes metabolic syndrome. So if your body's not burning fat, the way that it used to. There's a 2010 study in the Journal of Clinical Biochemical Nutrition showing that hydrogen-rich water, like you get from the Trucy machine, can fix metabolic syndrome and actually improve a lot of the things that are responsible for how well your body burns fat. But it doesn't stop there. It's also an intracellular antioxidant, meaning it's able to get inside your cells where your mitochondria live, those energy powerhouses that make all of your energy. And that energy is what determines how well you age and your risk of disease, right? Well, inside your cells, you also have free radicals. And a lot of those free radicals can damage your mitochondria and affect how well your body makes energy. Trucy molecular hydrogen gets into the cells and protects your mitochondria. So your body makes energy better, you feel younger, and your risk of degenerative diseases goes way down. On top of that, it crosses the blood-brain barrier. This is so important because it decreases your risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia. And it can also keep you thinking more clearly, keep your memory sharper, and help you avoid those periods of brain fog, cloudy thinking, or just where verbal articulation and recall isn't where you want it to be. So if you'd like to participate in this study, you go to trucyh2.com slash biohacks. I'll spell that out for you. It's T-R-U-S-I. I H and then the number two dot com forward slash biohacks and you click the learn more button on that page that's by the water machines apply for the case study you'll get on the phone with someone from Trucy and they'll see if you're a fit and if you are you could potentially have 100% of your monthly payment reimbursed so you get this incredible $10,000 molecular hydrogen water machine and inhalation unit completely free since using mine I've felt more energy better mental clarity I've had my longest breath hold to date and other clients have talked about seeing improvements in their energy, how they feel in the morning. But what's even cooler is I had a triathlete recently say that her times in the bike, the swim, and the jog had all improved. And the only thing that she changed was drinking this water. So if you guys are looking to ramp up your metabolism and burn more fat more effortlessly, if you want something that gets into your cells and protects the most important asset you have, which is your mitochondria, the thing that makes all of your energy, or you want to stave off your risk of neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and dementia, or just keep your mind as sharp as possible, head over to trucyh2.com. That's T-R-U-S-I-I-H-2.com forward slash biohacks. 
and then click the learn more button on that page and apply for the case study and see if you are a fit to participate alongside me and a bunch of other biohackers and get your Trucy molecular hydrogen water machine with an inhalation unit completely free. And I do recommend the one that has the inhalation unit because there's a lot of evidence suggesting that that when we breathe it in through our nose, it even more effectively crosses the blood brain barrier and you're able to reap those benefits we discussed on the cognitive side. Thanks a lot guys and hope to see you in the case study. 